This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to the second hour of In the Locker Room, Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. And it's just come across the, the news here. Max, you were reading about it, but that Aaron Rodgers tested positive for covid 19 and we're going to bring the great Jim Wexel in because the first thing I'm going to ask Wex and I'm going to ask Wex to go how come we didn't have somebody go into the oh he didn't pick up okay we're still waiting on Jim Wexel apologize oh. but I'm going to ask you Max wouldn't this have been useful you know like a month ago or a few weeks ago where uh you know when we played nice. the Packers yeah it would have been nice if you know that trick-or-treater would have stopped by his house on accident early um <laughs> Apparently, not all treats were giving out during during Halloween there uh, in, in Green Bay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, I you know, there's something about it because I came back from the Green Bay trip and I got whacked by it. You know, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, that was terrible. Well, I mean, and that's Chuck the thing, Barkley, terrible, terrible, terrible. I mean, but that's the thing. I mean, that's that's the one thing, we, you know. Being still in a, in, a, in a pandemic, even though, you know, it's not as talked about as much as a year ago, you know, you still have to battle with this. But the good thing is for a lot of people, like, if you do have the vaccine in your system, at least it is, you know, tempering down the actual symptoms, right? True. So you can recover a lot, a lot easier and get back to normal quicker. Well, it always is beneficial if you're a pro athlete and you're missing out on Mega money if you've been COVIDed. All right, let's bring in the great Jim Wexel, Steel City Insider Wex. We just saw the uh, news flash of Aaron Rodgers testing positive for for COVID nineteen, and I was just reminiscing with Max saying this would have been useful, you know, about a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, that news uh, hit me. Um, I I did not know, and so your joke is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, that, is, so. that, that is high praise. Getting get catching Wex off guard. Yeah. Wex is usually never caught off guard by something. Great point. <clears throat> yeah. Far be it from me to break news to you. That's for sure. If we're in that position, oh, Jim, we're, we're, we got a lot of issues, my friend. <laughs> well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not glued to my phone as I usually am. I uh, took a little nap. Ah, there you go. No problem. There we go. Nothing wrong with that. Naps in the morning are great, uh, especially uh, when you get up at four. Sometimes you have to nap a little early. Oh yeah, uh, I understand. I have uh, nappages are bigger in my life than they've ever been. I mean, in, now in my sixties, I take a nap just about every day, and I tell my wife it's because I'm just overthinkerating. You know, when you when you use all that mental energy up, you know, now you got to just take a nap. Absolutely, absolutely. She's not buying it for a moment, but anyhow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. All right, so we got through the trade deadline, and one of the things Max and I have been kicking around was I think there was probably some sort of expectation on the part of Mel Ingram that he, in his mind at least, he certainly believed that he could beat out Alex Highsmith, and Alex has just been playing terrific. Um, But I wonder – you know, given the other aspect of it, too, with Eric Ebron is another guy who's had a hammy issue. Uh, Wex, what's your thoughts about were you at all surprised that they didn't move him at the trade deadline? I think you can get more for Ingram. Um, so I don't know. Uh, 
you know, my, my my response to Juju getting hurt was to move Ebron outside. Mm-hmm. And then that week, as you know, as Coach Tomlin likes to listen to this show for ideas, <laughs> he, used, he, he, he used Ebron on the Juju scissors run inside there for the touchdown. Uh, excuse me calling it scissors, but jet, stri- jet motion. Right. Whatever they call that now, jet sweep. Uh, you, so, you, you're uh, getting a, you're getting some some uh, points here because you had an early morning nap. We understand how it is when you're struggling at coming out of the nap. You know. So you're saying I'm doing pretty poorly. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just recognizing you know how I come out of a nap. I'm like completely begoggled for a period of time until I've had a chance to be able to like wake up. You know. Well. Uh, the point being that uh, I wanted Ebron out of the interior a long time ago. <laughs> thought they were making strides to that end, and they have not. And it's been frustrating uh, as a fan to uh, – not a fan, as an objective journalist. <laughs> there we go. To, to, to watch them. And then uh, last week without them, without him, and seeing the run blocking, I thought, uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, not a fan. Let's put it that way. And I was a fan of Ingram, and I liked the way he – I thought he was a good team player. I liked him in practice. I thought he had a spirited attitude. I was surprised. I didn't believe the reports that he was dissatisfied. And uh, so apparently he was. And uh, I think them pulling the trigger on this deal, I think, had something to do with Taco looking like an NFL outside linebacker uh, or defensive end in practice. And then in the game, I don't know if he was credited with a sack, but he did initiate one of the sacks that TJ fell on. I believe it was TJ. So I thought Taco showing a bit as a potential backup uh, allowed them to say, all right, let's do this. Whereas I, I don't know. I don't know that anyone wants Ebron without that, without him being a blocker. And, you know, he, he's just a glorified juju. Uh, I, I say just move him out there. Well, I and I think that's kind of where we we know that he is third in the blocking list. But I think he's still, you know, like you said, as that wide receiver element, as the catch radius and catching ability. I mean, and and we saw it in the Cleveland game, right? We saw a lot of thirteen personnel out of Cleveland. Uh, you know, how many times did you hear Harrison Bryant, Joku, and uh, and Hooper in at the same time? And that was Baker's kind of mo. I, you know, I, I kidded around and said this. I was like, it looked like I was looking at mirror images playing each other, right, in the Browns right. and the Steelers as far as their offensive approaches. Um, just, you know, looking at that and how that offense um, has now morphed, we're not, you know, we now have a good sample size, seven games, right? I mean, what is just your assessment on what you think this offense is, or do you think there's still more growth in this offense to really – start to churn up and be able to be one of those teams that's scoring consistently 20-something points a game? Well, you know, it's been along with the development of the offensive line. We, we, we've known Najee Harris can play and just needed more reps, more games. Uh, it's the offensive line that we were all worried about, and now we're seeing great progress. And then still the final steps have to be just more consistency, particularly at left tackle. Um, and, and, you know, everybody likes Dan Moore. It's just that 
wow, Miles Garrett could beat him anytime he wanted to, it looked like. It looked like he was running right past him on third and nines, but Ben was ready for it. You know, Ben had those timing out patterns to, to DJ. Uh, ben is no longer skittish. I mean, he might be inside, but he's not showing it like he did the first month. And so when, you know, when Dan starts getting that down against future Hall of Fame pass rushers, then I guess that's where they need to go with that. But they're using the middle of the field much more. And Friar Muth is finally being used up to his potential. And, uh, and now the receivers just need a little more time to get a little deeper for Ben to have a little more time back there, especially on third and longs. You know, I agree with you, Wex. One of the things that I think could be significant is you just call Eric Ebron what he is, and that's a wideout. You know, I mean, whether you want I, – it's like I, weird, I, I wrote in the, the column there, um, anybody here of Harold Carmichael? Harold, Harold Carmichael was a great Eagles player who was about 6'7", 6'8". He wasn't overly fast or anything like that, but wow, what a stretch radius. What a mismatch for corners. The guy was, you know, able to use him in the best way that he can possibly be used. And that that would, in my mind, that certainly alleviate most of the blocking. Just let him, you know, catch the ball and and do some of the juju things that he's capable of doing and the mismatch that he's able to bring. And, boy, I love the fact that if you went a 13 personnel with the, the multiple tight ends, I just love that. You know, I, I really think that gives Ben the opportunity to be able to throw some, some uh, let's say, you know, some of those short routes, but with big bodies, good things happen. When when Fryermuth took that one to the outside, made one guy miss, and then ripped off about oh, 15 yeah. yards after, boy, now now you're talking about, you know, you, you got smaller guys go throw short, run long. Well, how about bigger guys you just throw short because they're big wide bodies and can set themselves up? Yeah, Ebron can do that. He just can't block. So, I, I mean, you want to call it 13 personnel, okay. Uh, it's just, it's just bring, a, bring a wide receiver in and, and be that third tight end. That's what he's going to give you. So, yeah, well, uh, he, he, he is a good wide receiver, except when he drops the ball. Well, okay. And <laughs> he, he, he does that. So, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what you're going to get much for him in a trade market. So, but, uh, you know, I... I we're still. I'm still complaining about him. So, uh, you know, I, you remember me calling for more Derek Watt there on that. Uh, right. Little, uh, more Watt cowbell, time. baby. More cowbell. <laughs> right. So that's where I stand. And you know, um, uh, maybe maybe when he sees me, then we'll see what kind of physical blocker he is. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, I'm not seeing much out of him from from that angle. Wex, when we look at just kind of what what we have on the precipice, right? You have the Monday Nighter with the Bears. Um, They're obviously reeling. Uh, Rookie quarterbacks have not fared well this season in the NFL overall. When you look at, you know, the the year of the rookie quarterback has been less than flattering for all of them. I mean, I think they went, what, one and three, a combined total last week, um, you know, versus like backups going four and one. I mean, what, have you have you have you started to look at what this Bears game could be um, on Monday night? This matchup, as far as you know, Justin Fields, I know has all the physical tools from everything that I've seen thus far, but that offense just doesn't look consistent. I mean, what is 
what is the opportunity there defensively and offensively, I think, for for this Bears game? Outside of we know getting a win puts us at 5-3 and three and keeps putting pressure on the rest of the ASC North. But, I mean, just in that contest at home, Monday night, prime time, you know, what, what, what are you looking for early on as one of the keys to this game? Uh, well, it, they have to bring the same intensity they had last week that mm. they didn't have against Seattle, especially defensively tackling-wise. I just I laugh when I hear these questions to, to Mike Tomlin. How, how are you going to work on your tackling this week in practice? And he goes into a 10-minute dissertation about angles and, 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 and leverage and and whatever it just I, I just tune out because it's all about want to and we saw that want to against cleveland that focus and this is the same kind of team this week so you know it's 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 a running team with a mobile quarterback a more mobile quarterback but a less talented passing quarterback so you can play it the same way i mean they have the bears have talented receivers they use a lot of 12 and 13 personnel they have some good tight ends I think it's the same game, and I just think they have to bring the same intensity, which I assume they will, being it's a Monday night game. And, you know, they are 7-1 and one at home under Mike Tomlin on Monday night. The only loss was the last one, which was the COVID-rescheduled Washington game on uh, just four days rest. So that really shouldn't count in the record. I mean, they, you could say they're undefeated at home on Monday night under Mike Tomlin, and that intensity should be there. It sh- this should not be a letdown game. So that that's what I'm looking for, that defensive intensity. And I think the turnovers will start to follow with that. You know, that's interesting you talk about turnovers. I think it's about the color rush uniforms. <laughs> here's, the, here's the intensity. We were talking about this earlier, Wax. Well, uh, Max and I were saying, wouldn't it have been nice if we could have been, you know, wearing those color rush, how slimming that would have been. For us guys <laughs> to be able to wear the color rush Huge uniforms. advantage for all black. Black is slimming. <laughs> you know, it's just, I, I always say, how do you lose a quick 20 pounds? A loose black sweatsuit. That's what you do. Max, did you ever wear the Bumblebee jerseys? Yes. <laughs> did, I, did I ever wear the Bumblebee jerseys, Wex? Yes, Wex. I was one of the first recipients of the Bumblebee jersey. And, and 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 Wolf still cracks up about it after the first time we wore greatest quote ever. Me. And I said, "No self-respecting fat man wears horizontal stripes." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. that's what we all uh, look bad in that you uniform. Stuck with you, you didn't get these all black babies, did you? No, I didn't get the slimming. You know, uh, you know the very very, very aerodynamically. Uh, infused jerseys with all the cool stuff. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get that opportunity. I got. I got those. The closest I got was the, um, what was it? The nineteen forty three jerseys, I think, or uh, forty. Where it was the black jersey with the gold numbers and the white pants. Like that was as cool as we got. <laughs> and then we and then we reverted to to those prison stripes. Essentially, the prison stripe bumblebees. <laughs> right. Oh man, yeah. that's a good story. I, so I don't know much about uh, black and slimming, but I know those bumblebee uniforms were awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim Wexel, thank you for joining us in the locker room. Appreciate All your right. brother as we do each and every Thanks. week, and uh, I will see you Monday night, my friend. Okay, Thanks, man. I'm just waking up, you know. Now you cut me. I off. know. Just take care, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What was it with with the with with with, with that um, more barn? That's what it is. More barn. We need more barn. 
I, I'm going to turn it up right now. Yeah, Russ okay, never sleeps. All right, Neil Young. Okay, thank you, Wex. We'll talk to you, brother. All right, we'll be back after this. More in the locker room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Back in the locker room, Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, including the newest ninja, our man Garrett, or Garbo. You know, you're going to get a nickname, Garrett. I mean, that's just part of being there. You know, I mean, that's, that's just part of being a ninja. And all right, so the thing I left you with yesterday, Max, and I had to find out, did you watch The Curse of Oak Island at all? I mean, Gad Zooks, man, I, I told you, the big show coming up. Yeah, well, here's the thing, Wolf. I, I had to actually uh, do some studying because I found out that I have my coach's conference call right after our show. Oh. Today. So I did not, but I do have it DVR'd, and I will be yeah. watching it today. So we will be able to, to reconvene tomorrow <laughs> on that. Um before Tom Bradley, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was so funny because I was all excited because it's season nine and they got, you know, they got silver fines were possible by the tests they were doing in the in the some of the water deposits that they're digging underground and everything. And then so I'm I I'm, I have Chipotle. I'm all psyched up. I got Chipotle. And I'm sitting in my big fat guy double wide lazy boy chair and I, I'm watching it and all of a sudden I fell asleep. During the during the ah. after like a half hour for an hour and then I wake up I'm like there's only like 20 minutes left I'm going what happened I can't believe I fell asleep. oh I was so mad at myself See? yep that's what happened yeah, you get yeah. fat guy crazy have yourself some Chipotle you know you sit in your chair you just all chilled out and then you fall asleep so I gotta I'm gonna have to go and, and and look at the whole thing again I stayed up a little bit late and just watched a little bit more of it on the rerun but uh, unfortunately. Um, I missed a lot of good stuff. So, The Curse of Oak Island, I'm telling you, it's sensational. you got to find out, is there treasure there? Well, and, and, here, and this is what also told me, that I'm not that far behind. <laughs> I'm not that far behind. <laughs> well done. That I, would, I, I, was, I was on top of it. I'm, <laughs> I'm on par with my partner, because what if I would have said, yep, saw the whole episode, let's talk about, let's talk about Site C3 oh. and C1 and... <laughs> Did we get a provisional dig on on just on some of the on some of the outranges of the island? No, no, no. Wolf Wolf missed it just as much as I did. He saw a little bit more, which is still nothing. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, let's go to the phones. We got I think Cr and Juan. We have the Chicago Charleston connection here. Hopefully, they got it down. Let's let's bring them in the locker room. How are you, fellas? Hey, good morning, man. Still, uh, still in Chicago, and the Charleston connection. <laughs> there we go. How CNC you guys doing speaking morning, factory. You sound, you sound excited. What's that? I said you guys sound excited this morning, especially when they were talking about that barbecue in Texas, man. Oh, yeah. you know, nothing gets <laughs> yeah, a, a hefty hoofer going like like real barbecue, man. No, yeah, I was about it, to see that it, when it's Big religion John, down Big there. John was mm. talking about that barbecue, man. I, I, I could have tasted that brisket in my mouth, man. <laughs> yeah, see, no doubt. There we go. Hey, 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 we, hey, we, hey, we, 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 we trying to do this win Wednesday thing, but what I keep winning, shit, you know, telling what's going to happen. That's right. Yeah, you know what? Right. 
Victory Wednesdays outweigh weigh-in Wednesday. Just remember that. <laughs> it's a bad day when you got to weigh in. It's always a good day when you don't. That's it. <laughs> Jacob and Garrett, we got no show. <laughs> we are in trouble. We'd, we'd be doing this by by uh, you know like a tin can and a and a piece of string. Well, yeah, it, it would not it would not be ninja it would not be ninjas behind the board. That's right. It, it would it, it it would it would be it would squirrels be pretty bad. Squir- <laughs> squirrels or hamsters trying to run the wheel. There you go. <laughs> All right. So what do we got, Cr? What do we got, Juan? Go ahead, Juan. All right, um, I like the fact that we were in the color rush. I love the color rush jersey. Hey, and I like the bumblebees, hey, Max. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about what you said about, about, about the fat guys and the bumblebees. <laughs> yeah, l- listen, listen, but you understand, horizontal widens, vertical slims <laughs> as far as lines go. Just just always remember that. I know you're, I know you're flirting with the skinny guy status, um, but – you know, for us, for us larger barrel-chested individuals, the second you go sideways, so does so so does your weight. Your weight goes sideways. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and also, um, so uh, with the trade yesterday, um, I know a lot of people say they don't like the trade, but um, we got Taco Tuesday yesterday, so I think I think the guy's going to come along. And also, you got to give it to Colbert, man. We basically. Getting another draft pick that you got to think about it. We saw Ingram, we picked up um, Taco, the Chiefs cut Taco, and we ended up picking him up for nothing for less. And we got a draft pick out of it. Who knows? The, the draft pick might be another AB or somebody. We don't know. Remember, AB was a six round right. draft pick. No doubt about yeah. it. Look, here's the thing you, you know, I, you trust the guys to do the work. Mike Tomlin says we're, we're on top of the market. This is how you conduct business. They uh, decided they could not go forward with Melvin Ingram. Melvin was probably um, thinking of the fact that maybe I can get, I can be a starter in Kansas City, or you know that it, you know the opportunity is greater there to contribute more. That's fine, you know. It and it's because you go right back to what Mike Tomlin said at the very beginning. You know, it's better to have volunteers as opposed to hostages. You don't want that situation that can be you know, detrimental to your team. If one of your older guys doesn't want to be there and he's going to make it known that he doesn't want to be there, that's a problem. So I think they did a great job of moving along and you've got Taco Charlton and you've got Derek Tuska and the two of them together are going to provide some rest reps for TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. Yeah, I agree. And now, and we signed, I see we signed um, Carlos Davis' brother, so we got some more brothers in the building. All we need is the Borsa brothers and the Diggs brothers that come in the building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're hey guys, right, you're uh, right. Look, looking for duos. <laughs> <laughs> Anything hey guys, else, I, fellas? Yeah, I just want to throw in real quick about Coach Tomlin on rookies, turnovers, and more. Uh, in the 2021 season, uh, he's not shy about using rookies, particularly uh, – the two on the O-line, uh, uh, the center and the left tackle. And uh, they've been starting every game. And with starting every game, they've been getting better and better each and every week. And then a uh, second thing I want to talk about is um, 
on the, the defensive turnovers, uh, only two INTs and four formal recoveries in seven games, uh, even though uh, the numbers are, are lower, but it's uh, – it's, he's okay with that. He's not concerned about that. The bottom line is that playing, they're playing good ball, but he also mentioned that he's more concerned about uh, better tackling, and when that happens, there's more opportunity for uh, for turnovers. But right now, it's about um, being big. It's not really big on his, ra- on his radar. Comment. Well, it's all about attention to detail in your assignments. All right, that's the biggest thing. You got to be where you're supposed to be, cover who you're supposed to cover, uh, take on what block or gap you're supposed to fill. And then after that, it's about high velocity tackling and ball awareness, practicing ball awareness. You know, like TJ Watt, you get, you get around somebody, they got the ball, strip the ball, look for the fumble, run to the, run to the ball. It's all about those, those little things, the little, um, you know, in between the plays type of things that, that a lot of people, details. Thank you, Max. That's exactly yeah. <laughs> what it is, the details. So that's it. Okay. Yeah, guys, and, well, and to add to that, I, I'll, I'll add something real quick. I, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, it, it's about being locked in. It's about being focused for 60 True. minutes. I think that's the other thing is don't, you know, and I said this, I think, during the broadcast. They're finally taking it upon themselves to make the play as opposed to waiting for someone else to make the play, Right. Somebody else looking around for somebody else to make the play. They're like, no, I'm going to go make the play. And that intensity, I think Jim Wexel also echoed it. You know, there was a different intensity in that Cleveland game, I think because a light went off after the bye. And when you come off of that bad tackling, even though you got a win, you're like, yeah, we dodged a bullet, but here's what we need to do better. The intent has to be there. And you have to say, I'm not waiting for the other guy to make the tackle. I'm going to go make the tackle because guess what? I want that stat. I don't want to give that stat away. Whereas I think before it was like, I don't care who gets the stat. Somebody else can get it. No, no, no. I'm going to go. And I thought that was a different uh, mind shift as well that I saw from the defense when they played on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Max, I'm going to tell you, I, can't, I can't wait until that book comes out. So, hey, guys, uh, uh, in the meantime, and in between time, one, two, three, who rides? Who rides? You guys, we ride. We ride. Oh yeah, I missed it. Okay, well, <laughs> oh, look at you missed it. I, Come on, I blew Wolf, it. We're on top of this. Oh, oh my goodness. All right. Well, yeah, sorry guys, good. but that's what. That's how we ride. <laughs> <laughs> or is it how we roll? I don't know how young men say it. You know, for crying out that's loud. Okay. We, you know, just we, hop in the car, Wolf. Just hop in the car. I'm just riding just along with car. Max. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, before we go to break, I, you know, I, I look at this and, and, you know, CR brought up a good point. You know, the takeaways are not exactly what you want. You got, what, two interceptions. You got four fumble recoveries. Um, we're not talking about a lot of them. But you know that, like, interceptions and, and sacks, they kind of come in bunches. You know, all of a sudden, it you know, there's not many, and then there's a, you know, all of a sudden you hit a couple of games where it just seems to come along, and there's a there's a bunch of fumbles, a bunch of interceptions or, or sacks, things that of that nature, and they just start to come out of their own accord because you're paying attention to detail, because you're playing high velocity, intense, intensified football. That sort of thing just comes about of its own accord. Well, and I think also the other thing is one stat I think that that kind of gets overlooked. So I have two comments. First one is turnover on downs that I feel like that's just as good 
of a measuring stick as as a turnover because it is literally a turnover on downs. Like the team, True. other team ran out of opportunities because right. you stopped them. The fourth and twelve, and you got the ball with Minka. Yeah, yep, yeah, you got that with Minka. But but also in the Denver game, there's a couple fourth downs where where they turned it over. So I think that kind of skews that stat, makes it not as uh, not not as um, not as glaring as we think it That's is. That's true. But, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing I was going to say is the fact that we're winning in spite of that is is another thing where, um, you know, when it does come, it's going to be a deluge because we are actually winning these games in spite of winning the turnover True. Battle. So that's another thing that kind of puts it in a positive, like, we're doing this and we're coming away with this without turnovers so just imagine what's going to happen when we do get those turnovers because we saw one turnover made the difference in the game in cleveland right in a in a less than one score game you know if they get in the end zone this game is over they don't even have to kick the extra point they beat us by one but that defense turned them away in those multiple opportunities so it's something that you we can look forward to and say you know what it's going to be pretty good we're we're we're, we're heading in the right direction no question about it. When those turnovers start coming, they tend to come in bunches, don't they? All right. We'll be back after this. We've got one last segment to go. You're in the locker room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. You know, uh, Chicago Bears aren't doing real well here. They're coming along, um, but, uh, you know, not a lot's happening uh, as far as offensively. But you know, there's a guy on the defense. Uh, you look at uh, Khalil Mack, and I'm anxious to see this guy because, first of all, he's from, you know, around my hometown. Played at the University of Buffalo uh, up there with the uh, the Bulls, Buffalo Bulls. But um, in 13 primetime games with the Bears, Khalil Mack has 11 sacks Eight forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, and two interceptions, one which was a pick six. Um, this guy's a big-time player. This guy is – You're saying th- he's a human highlight. That's what you're saying. <laughs> That's, That's what, you're what saying. I'm saying, Max. I'm saying no matter what you think, you've got somebody you got to deal with here that is plays big-time in big-time games. So we just got over the Miles Garrett. Uh, issue and now now we have to deal with with Khalil Mack is what you're saying. Where you're you're saying there's an elite pass rusher on the other side of the ball in every game that we're playing. Just about. That's basically it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Okay. J- just check. So so as a as a, as a left tackle in my experience, right. You would say the left tackle has a tough job. Oh up. yeah. Every week you say the left tackle has a tough job. Absolutely. I mean, see that is it. That is it right there. That's what I was trying to get to. Uh, you know, it's it was, not easy. It, no, but in my mind, it was always harder to run black on on at guard and harder to pass protect at tackle because there's just too much open room out there. You know, when you're on the inside, if you're a pit fighter, if you're a close quarter combat guy, that's made to order. You know, you're sitting in between two rocks. You know, for me, it was it was uh, Mike Webster and it was John Kolb. You know. Hey, you sitting in there? Okay, there's only so much uh, cover room you got to cover there. But when you're at a left tackle, those guys, those speed burners, they can torture you because they can stay out there where you can't get much on them, and then turn that corner on a hard, hard running of the arc. Well, and welcome to the island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that, that's essentially what it is. Like we we give no shelter, we give no quarter. 
But, uh, you know, you're also there. There's a lot of open space and opportunity out there. <laughs> well, you know, I used to yeah. say this when I had to play tackle. All right. And again, remember what the qualification was. All the left tackles got hurt. I was the tallest guard by half an inch. Okay, that's your qual. That's what you you're basing that move on the half inch, quarter inch that I'm taller than somebody else. You're going to put me out there. I mean, you know. Okay, if you're going to do that, I want you've got a pro bowler at right tackle, Tunchilkin, right? Okay, yeah. he's on the island. I want the wall. I want a chip. I want a tight end out there, and I'm going to put the ball boy in my rear pocket and throw it at the guy out there. (laughs) I got to slow this guy down. And if that doesn't work, I'm whipping his knees. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly so. I'm I'm bringing out a kendo stick, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You got to do what you got to do. Mike Webster always used to say it was like the Mutual of Omaha Wild Kingdom. That was a show back in our day growing up. And it was, you know, he had uh, the old guy would sit there, and and Jim was the young guy. He'd go out and wrestle a boa constrictor while the old guy, Marlon Perkins, was, uh, you know, sitting about a half a mile away going, look at Jim wrestle that that boa constrictor, you know. <laughs> and he'd always say they'd dart the animal, you know, with a tranquilizer. And, and yeah. Webby always used to say, "Well, we get one of those beefaloes in a pile that's getting a, acting up a little too much. Somebody have a little little dart gun, you know, just plug them one in the pile up there, cool them out a little." Hey, you know who our dart gun was? Who? It was Willie Colon. Oh Will, yeah, Willie 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 was subtle. Like, listen, Will, hey, we we need we need to go get this done. We need to go get this done. <laughs> and he'd be like. I got you, Max. Whatever you got, I'm back in your play. And, and that's the other thing. Your offensive line, you know, when you got your brothers there, it's five of you. Right. And you realize, hey, I got to play off of whatever happens, I have my brothers back. No matter if, how wrong he is, he's always right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to make him right. And I just remember one time where Justin Hartwig, I'll never forget this, Darnell Stapleton and Willie Colon. They get Jamal Williams on a shift. They shift to a four down. Jamal Williams is like is like Hamp, right? He, right. He, he's a he's a zero tech nose normally, right? And he doesn't move. Well, he shifts out to a two technique in a subset. And so Willie and, and D State had a deuce on him, and they deuced him to all hell. They deuced him <laughs> like seven yards off the ball. Oh, and the, and then they planted him, and they started. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. You don't want to come over here. You can stay back. In the, and Justin Hartwig, I'll never forget. Wig runs up and goes, "Hey, y'all, stop that! <laughs> you don't have to block him every play." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we lost it. We lost it because we're looking. We're like, did he just say that? Did he just say that? <laughs> and I was like, oh my god! I was like, oh my god! But yeah, you got to back your brother's play. So, I, so you know, and, and anytime anything happens, like, yep, yep, that, that's what's going to happen the rest of the day to all of y'all. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you just have to sell it, even though you're like, man, please don't blow me up. I don't need this happening on primetime television. <laughs> you know, I remember Ray Penny playing right tackle for a while, and this was before Tunch became a starter. And, uh, and, and so <laughs> Tunch came in for a few plays and, of course, started some dust up with somebody <laughs> Over there, and he goes. He goes back out for Ray. Ray had something I don't know, equipment or something. And, and Ray says, "You know, 
Tunch, when he comes to the sideline, he goes, Tunch, you got to stop coming in and, and ticking off my guy and then leaving. He goes, now I come in, and he's all ticked off because you punched him in the face or something like that, or or you know, you rolled up the back of his legs, and then you just check out of the game. He goes, thanks. Thanks a lot, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things. It's, it's, like, it's, it's just like when, when you're in the house with your brothers growing up. Right. Right. You know, my younger brother and I, we shared a room. Up until I think. How yeah, big's I your think. younger brother? He's a, he's about 5'11", 210. What happened? So he, How did you get all the size and this poor guy was, only gets to 5'11"? I mean, you know, I mean, it was the average. I, I you know, I, I don't know. My older brother's only six one, like one ninety. Really? You know, my uh, older brother. He was he was he was a he was a he was a um, MMA fighter, but he was he okay. Was, he was he was he was lanky. All right, well, so, that'll make you yeah. lanky. You know, MMA fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he wrestled in high school. So, but I was, I was, I was, I was the biggin. I was the biggin of the crew. So, <laughs> you know. But, but the thing was, if one messed up the room, we all got in trouble. True. So it's like, even if I cleaned up my side, it didn't matter. Or if he cleaned up his side, it didn't matter, because if one of us did not, we both got punished. Uh. So what, what? So even if you didn't have, you did your job. You then got to do your, your your siblings' job, which I have this with my girls because my girls share a room. I'm like, listen, it doesn't matter how clean your side of the room is, Wavy. Yep. If your sister's side is dirty, the room is dirty. So you might have to do a little extra to make it right for both of you, but that's the burden you bear, and you hope that they repay the favor in the future. That's how you have to treat offensive line play. The same way I have, I'm, I might have to do a little extra this time, and hopefully he gives me a little extra next time, and then it evens it out so we have a clean room. <laughs> okay, I can understand the theory. Now, about yeah. your brothers, because it's just – you know, I, I have two brothers too, Dale and Ronnie. Yeah. Okay, now we look at it. Dale and I were both offensive linemen, and you know, we 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 got into discussions about this because Ronnie was all skin and bones when he was a little kid, and I realized, and I, I said, I said at one point in time, you know, why he was so skinny? Because Dale and I, we just like devour the food. You know, I mean, it was like it, yeah. it, around the Wolfley table, if you didn't eat fast, you didn't get a second helping. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Ronnie was like real <laughs> yeah. slow. He used to play with his food when he was a kid. Thus, he becomes a fullback. He didn't get the second course. He, Dale yeah, and I right. were just sucking everything up at the table there, man. He, he got the tweener role. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it, man. Big first helping did not quite get the second helping. So it's That's like he exactly had to, like, it. Load the plate the first time around because I'm not going to make it to the second round. <laughs> <laughs> I, you must have been you've been pretty good at the dinner table yourself. You got two other brothers that, that you know oh. weren't that big, and you just boom. You must have oh, it, gotten that third set. course. Skill set. Uh, Let's put it that way. Skill set. Because here's my thing. I used to always because I used to help cook. With my oh, mom really? And my grandma. I didn't so know that. I used to always store my extra ahead of time. That was the key. So when we got there, oh, hey, everybody. Uh, oh, 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 you guys, oh, go ahead. Oh, there's a little extra. I'll take the little extra. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. But then I had a full extra helping hidden in the kitchen that I would go eat. So, you know, that, 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 that was a vet move. That was a vet move. That's a vet move. That's very sly. Yeah, that works. Yeah. That works. Uh, Never had to worry about me getting only one meatball. <laughs> you knew I where you had the extra one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or 12, <laughs> or as the case may seven. be. Depends on the size. Depends on how big <laughs> yeah, <they're> exactly. <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, here's the beauty of it. Before we go and we end this today, tomorrow we start breaking down the Bears. But these Bears right now, what are they, sitting three and five, I think? 
If I three saw, and five right yeah, now. Three yeah, three and five, and you got the 08 Detroit Lions following them up. The Steelers got to take advantage of these two weeks. You got to have these games. Absolutely got to have these games. You can't have a Jets situation you oh. know, where the Jets get their first victory. Don't be the squad that gives up the first victory to the Lions. And then Ooh. also, in, in, in return fold, let the Bears continue to be who the Bears are. Not a very good team. Don't give them hope. Don't give them any solace. Go out there and play like you did against against Cleveland, and good things will happen, but you must be intent. You can't be lackadaisical. You have to be iron in your focus. You have to be singularly focused on winning your job. Just do your job. It's good enough, and win that job, and everything will be good. Exactly so. Uh, they're going to be faced with some people on defense. You got Akeem Hicks. You got Khalil Mack. I mean, those are a couple of substantial guys. How, how do the Bears always seem to have some really good defensive players? I mean, back in the day, it was Mike Singletary and you know Dan Hampton and, and Richard Dent and all those guys. I mean, uh, you know, Mongo, Steve, Steve McMichaels. You know, what I mean, and yeah. they just always have had some fearsome performers on that defense. Well, just like any other team, like one team has their specialty and they're good at. And that's the one thing the Bears can hang their hat on. They know how to judge defensive talent. Right. Because I look at Khalil Mack. I look at, like you said, Akeem Hicks. But Roquan Smith is a tackling machine at the linebacker position. They know how to find the defensive guys. They, they're they not as good on the offensive side. That's why you haven't seen many Hall of Famers come on the offensive right. side. Right, right. You talk about quarterbacks or any of those positions. Like, it's very tough for them to get to that point, and I hope that continues. Keep your strong defense, but they can't score. <laughs> right, that's true. Now, Fields has done some good things. Last week, he, he improved his, his passing, jumped, and everything else. He's capable of running, but, you know, he's still struggling. He's a young guy. It's one of these things yeah. that it's a, it's a work in progress, but you don't want to give him any sort of um, encouragement, shall we say, uh, when you come to the Berg here because – you know, things can, funny things can happen on Monday Night Football on the big platform, the big stage. If uh, you give them a little encouragement, those guys can get a little excited. And before you know it, you got major problems. You cannot give them any hope. Don't don't let this be Seattle. Don't let this be Seattle. I know we got to win ugly, but put it away from them. Put it as first half Seattle, not second half Seattle. Exactly so. Well, I'm excited about it. We got some Monday Night Football coming up. We're going to be breaking down the Bears uh, starting tomorrow, and uh, we'll also we're going to get after the curse of Oak Island because you know you just you got to you got to know you know I mean is there treasure down there, Dad Gummit? One hundred and fifty, one hundred and eighty feet down the Chapel Vault, or what? Uh, you know I mean there's just a lot of stuff down there that I don't know. I get all fired up about it. Well, hey. I can't wait, and I'm looking forward to talking about it. <laughs> All right. Well, we thank you so much for joining us in the locker room. We have, of course, new ninjas at work here. Garrett, nice job. Jacob, of course, leading the way. Yeah, he's shaking his head. He's 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 honked. Oh, you're looking at you're looking. You know, guy Junker walks in the room, and everybody pays attention to guy. The show is off the rails, and and the ninjas are going, "Hey, it's guy Junker." <laughs> All right, hey, we're out of yeah, here. Exactly. I've had we enough. We get no respect. Like <laughs> get Rodney no Danger, respect. We, we get, get no, no respect. respect. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us, folks. We'll see you tomorrow.